0: so imagine you get a call you're on the news the socials your bank is collapsing in a nutshell this means that you will get your money paid back to you if a bank collapses however there's a cap or a limit as to how much money you'll be able to get back and that cap like i've said hundred thousand rand have south african banks actually collapsed in the past i don't know so what happens if banks actually merge because that is also a reality so let me take a step back. What actually happened with Silicon Valley Bank? Hi fam, I'm Joy and welcome to the Burst Box Pod. This is where I discuss all things related to finances and our futures. How the way we think ultimately affects our financial decisions and determines how we spend our money. So before I get into the meat and root of the episode, I want to say this. Please, disclaimer, go and do your own research. This is my own conclusions and understanding of this whole thing. So imagine you get a call, you're on the news, the socials, your bank is collapsing. Let's call it Protea Bank for the sake of this episode. You have three accounts currently at that bank. One being your savings account of 50,000 Rand. Second one being a business side hustle account, but it's not in the business name. That would be another 30,000 and then also maybe some savings in a fixed deposit of 60,000 Rand. Altogether, you have 140,000 Rand at that specific Protea bank all in your name. But now with the bank collapsing, you'll only get 100,000 Rand back. Yes, fam, you will lose a whole 40,000. Once the back like collapses, like how crazy is that? But now you're probably wondering, but Joy, why am I only getting 40,000 and not the whole 140,000 Rand back? And then also, who's making this rule and why is it a hundred thousand? Well, I'm glad you asked. You probably saw in the news last month a lot going on about SVB or Silicon Valley Bank in the US collapsing. Now, why? did all of this happen and why am i bringing this up number one this is all because people are speculating thinking stats are showing that there could be a possible recession not just in the us this highlighted the important role of deposit insurance so let me take a step back what actually happened with silicon valley bank side note i will include all the links to the resources that I used in the description below. So be sure to check it out. In an IOL article, Michael Jordan, chairperson of Bank Zero, said, and I quote, that an important reason for deposit insurance is to stem systematic risk. I want to go look and see, but what is the real definition of systematic risk? I got it on CFA's website. They stated that, systematic risk refers to the risk of a breakdown of an entire system rather than simply the failure of individual parts. When I thought about this, the first thing came to mind was load shedding in SA. It's load shedding. You have a fridge. It's not just the moke that's going to go off the individual part. The whole fridge, everything in it will go bad. That is basically systematic risk. It's not just one bank failing in this case or in this context it would be a bunch of banks aka the whole industry and they're trying to curb that the article explains that svb for example wasn't just any bank many of its customers were silicon valley companies which routinely held more than the insured amount of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. ladies and gentlemen that is about 4.5 million rand per today's exchange rate at the time of this recording but that is a lot of money Just to meet payroll obligations. Now I want to make a pit stop here. It's Silicon Valley Bank. And they primarily catered to Silicon Valley type of companies. Those companies all operate in the tech industry. And if you can maybe go back and rewind. In 2020, if you were in Silicon Valley, you probably were making a lot of bank. However, things have started to change. I don't know if you saw in the news, but... Google, Microsoft, Meta, they and a bunch of others have laid off thousands and thousands of people. The reason why I'm bringing this up is that just indicates that the industry has been struggling. So once I've read this, I was like, you shouldn't only cater to a certain type of customer. Because in this case, they only cater to customers within the tech industry. If the tech industry is not doing well, their customers are not doing well. Therefore, important lesson, diversification. Don't put all of your eggs into one basket. If those customers lost their deposits and couldn't pay staff, this would force the unpaid workers to withdraw savings from other banks, which could spark runs on other banks, only for the vicious cycle to repeat and spread. The article also stated that this is why the U.S. Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation took the unprecedented step to waive its 250,000 or rather American dollar limit on deposit insurance and make customers whole for the entirety of their deposit. In other words, the customers in this case got all of their funds back. I was also trying to prevent depositors from, if I'm losing money at Silicon Valley Bank, let me go to the other bank that I bank with and withdraw money there. But then if everyone is running to the second best bank or the next bank and all everyone banks there, it's just a cycle that continues until the cash flow is dried up. Now, I'll admit, after reading all of this, a part of me was silently freaking out. Have South African banks actually collapsed in the past? I don't know. Now, in trying to answer this question for myself, I went to go Google and I saw an interesting article published by the Business Tech way back in 2018 that actually lists All the South African banks that have collapsed during a 30-year period. Some of the interesting facts that I actually noted in this article was, one, there's only been 11 banks that have collapsed since 1994 being Democratic South Africa. And the majority of that was because of bad management. Now, the second thing that I noted was that there were only two financial failures from 20. 03 or 2003 up until 2023 two being african bank in 2014 and then vbs mutual bank in 2018 so what is a deposit insurance and why does have this have to do with anything and everything that i'm mentioning so the deposit insurance from silicon valley bank side was actually the 250 thousand us dollars in the south african context the deposit insurance amount that only comes into effect next year, or April 2024, would be 100,000 rand per depositor per bank. Per the South African Reserve Bank's website, the Deposit Insurance Fund, DIF, will allow for bank depositors to have access up to a stipulated limit of their deposits should their banking institution fail, be liquidated, and placed into resolution thereby enhancing public confidence in the country's banking system. In a nutshell, this means that you will get your money paid back to you if a bank collapses. However, there's a cap or a limit as to how much money you'll be able to get back. And that cap, like I've said, 100,000 Rand. So who's responsible for managing this whole process of Paying back our money. I feel like that's like a thing I'm going to start saying in almost every second or third episode. So that would be the Corporation for Deposit Insurance or CODI. Per the Sab's website, it is South Africa's deposit insurance scheme and the new subsidiary of the South African Reserve Bank. Basically, they have control over this. CODI was established as part of the financial net, safety net designed to protect vulnerable bank depositors by ensuring that they will have time users access to their savings should a bank fail it will also alleviate the burden on government to bail out banks and compensate depositors using taxpayers money basically should a bank collapse or fail for the reasons that i've mentioned this is already like a plan a b and c before using taxpayers money which would be the last resort you're probably wondering but who are the members of the said cody well, per the SOB's website, membership to Cody is automatic and compulsory for all registered banks. This includes all commercial banks, local branches of foreign banks, mutual banks, and cooperative banks. I will also, probably as I'm speaking right now, you'll see there, there's like a table that I got on the SOB website with these banks listed there. On another note, or rather say it's side-eye, side-bar, if your bank... The one that you're currently using is not on this list. If I were you, I might think about moving financial institutions because you could be at risk. I'm just saying your decision, not mine. So since this is only going to come into operation in April 2024, we're currently in 2023, almost a year earlier. What happens should a bank collapse God forbid, because we do not have time for that right now. Per another article, News 24, the main objective is to make sure that banks' depositors don't lose anything or everything or completely left at the mercy of liquidators in the event of a bank failure. Because usually in that case, every bank will have to provide a 100,000 Rand insurance for per depositor this will ensure that depositors get a fast payout if a bank fails without having to wait for the liquidation process also in the example that i said at the beginning of this video that those three accounts accounts—your saving account trust account and your fixed deposit was all in your name i think it's safe to say after Listening to this episode, you might want to go and look at your bank accounts that you currently have to see if it's in your name, a trust um, that you might have, a family trust, a company or maybe shared or joined in a stock file or whatever the case might be. Per the News 24 article, anything above 100,000 rand per depositor per bank will be lost. If a customer has multiple accounts with the bank, they will only get a maximum amount of 100,000 Rand from that bank. But does this mean that you now have to go open up a bank account in your own name with different banks, but then also try and max out the different types of accounts that you have and limit it to 100,000 Rand? I'm not saying that, guys. The only thing I'm saying is... Just be aware that this is going on. That's it, okay? (laughs) Plus, that is so much admin, I'm just saying. So, per the News24 article, it also stated that in the past, when a bank failed, the South African government gave each depositor 50,000 rand. But it was a lengthy process. This happened during the collapse of Sambo, Regal Bank, VBS Mutual Bank, and other smaller banks that went into curatorship. The Saab actually released a paper called Coverage and Reporting Rules Paper. And after reading through it, I was, before I got into that, I was super confused, borderline stressing, and freaking out. And I was like trying to get news articles online to answer some of the questions that I have, but I came up with nothing. So when I went into this paper, it actually gave up some examples. And I just figured, let me just mention like three things. Number one, a deposit in this case, and per the examples that they have given in this paper, it includes a fixed account, a trust account, and then a savings account. The following instruments or investments are not covered by Cody. In other words, the 100,000 Rand is not guaranteed. These include shares exchange-traded funds, annuities, insurance products, unit trusts, money market funds, crypto-related products, and so forth. So what happens if banks actually merge? Because that is also a reality. It isn't necessarily a case that banks will just collapse. But in this day and time, it doesn't happen that often. But should it happen, now you know what will happen to your guarantee. So you have uh, 80,000 Rand with Bank A and 150000 with bank b so that means that with bank a you'll be covered up to 80000 because it's less than the 100000 cap and then you have or you'll be covered for 100000 with bank b because that's the maximum amount so in other words you could lose the 50 to say the merger is completed a new bank is formed and this bank is called bank c in this case your total amount that you have in the bank would be 230,000 rand. Once bank C is established, there's a 6-month transitional period. In that time, you'll still have your two limits applying, 80,000 and 100,000 per bank A and B. But now, after that is done per bank C, you'll only be capped up to 100,000 rand. In other words, of the 230,000 that you currently have in the bank, you'll lose a whole 130 bank should that new bank bank c actually collapse so let me know in the comment section if you actually found this episode useful scary what are your thoughts also were you previously at vbs mutual bank how long did it take you to get money back and also did you get money back did you get all of it back half of it what was the story and if you're not south african please let me know if you have something similar to the deposit insurance in your country and what that limit or cap is thank you so much for listening and watching to this week's episode please remember to rate this episode on your streaming platforms and do follow me on instagram at burstboxpod have a joyous week bye